T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Face Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080, 96.5 TIC-FM and Light 100.5 WRCH. Aaron Kupek with you on this Sunday morning and we are pleased to be joined by Seth Baylor. He is CEO of Oak Ridge Dairy Farm in Ellington. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Oak Ridge is the largest dairy farm in Connecticut. Of course, the cows produce milk every day and now they're also producing natural gas to help power and heat our homes that's something we'll get to a little later in the program but tell us about all you do on the farm yeah so thanks for uh, allowing me to be on your show um we are a dairy farm we produce about twenty-five thousand gallons of milk per day um, we farm about three thousand acres of land in ellington and the surrounding towns and uh we're just a and we also have a uh, home delivery business where we deliver to about 2,000 homes in the Hartford and Tallinn counties with fresh local milk. And I love the name, the Modern Milkman. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, that's uh, it's. We started a year before the pandemic, and when COVID hit, it really took off. So we went from uh, delivering to about two to three hundred homes to two to three thousand homes within a short amount of time. So. Um, yeah, we are just farmers in Connecticut trying to produce safe and healthy food. I suspect a lot of other things must have changed in terms of how you do business given the pandemic. What are some of those things? Yeah, so um, when March of 2020 hit, um, there was a lot going on. So we were we are part of a cooperative, so we sell our milk at, uh, as a commodity and um, then we are part of Dairy Farmers of America, which is a cooperative and they market all our milk. Um, so when March hit, we were asked to dump milk. Um, we were asked to produce less milk. Um, although the, the grocery stores are running out of milk and we couldn't keep it on our shelves in our modern milkman home delivery, it was just uh, a time where the supply chain got so messed up and um, with food service food service ending pretty much, um, restaurants shutting down, schools shutting down. Um, there was a huge disruption in the, the dairy industry where they couldn't bottle enough gallon bottles, but they could do like huge five gallon buckets of cream and sour cream and all those processing plants. And no one really needed that. So 
at the beginning of the pandemic, it's just there was huge disruption. Although milk was hard to come by, processing plants could not shift fast enough to uh, bottle for grocery stores and home delivery. So there was just a, it was a crazy time. We were asked to to produce less milk, and that's I guess uh, hard for us because our price is set by a federal order. Um, really, the federal government sets the milk price, and that's all set by the supply and demand of the world really world markets. So when we uh, we have to produce so much milk to pay our bills and then we're asked to uh, cut our production, plus the milk price at that time really dropped. So it was a, a scary time, but we we did get through it. Um, and I think, you know, we do definitely still have the effects of we can only supply or we can only produce so much milk, um, which is a challenge for us, but we are figuring it out every day. Now, just as a farmer at the most basic level, it must be kind of a gut punch to be asked to, to dump the product you have worked so hard to produce. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, employees as well. Uh, we actually, they, our cooperative um, asked us to, to dump a few loads. Um, and we actually said we are not because it's just so hard for our employees to see. So we, we did do a few loads, but thankfully in Connecticut, um, we did not see as much dumping of milk in Connecticut because Connecticut is a milk deficit state. So about 60% of milk in Connecticut is imported from other states, Vermont, New York. Um, Connecticut can't produce enough milk for its own own. So they were just not trucking it to Connecticut. And then all our milk was getting bottled and uh, delivered to store. So thankfully we didn't feel the, the huge part of the dump dumping, but our cooperative did. So we do feel the effect of that on our price um, because we get our prices set by the cooperative and how much money they make. So we got some um, big deductions on our milk check. As we approach two years since the start of the pandemic, has the supply chain caught up to the new normal and is it getting the milk to where people want it um i for the most part i guess it's back to a new normal um everything is really kind of shifted where it needed to be where uh um there's a new normal in the in the production and the um processing facilities um there there's always currently there's always seasonal issues where you know a plant will shut down for a week over a, a holiday weekend so um there's always something going on where milk is uh produced every day and that's the one thing um i guess my great great grandfather started this farm back in 1890 and from 1890 to today there's not been one day that we haven't produced milk here so we cannot shut it off we we produce milk Christmas. We produce milk at night. We we're always producing milk. So you can't really shut that off, but other uh, production facilities and, you know, seasonal things can shut off. So um, there's always a, a little bit of a challenge of, you know, coordinating that, but that's why we are part of a cooperative. Now, what does that new normal look like? Are you doing more direct to consumer and less sort of institutional milk production? Um, so on our farm, 
99 or 98% of it goes to Guida's Dairy in New Britain, Connecticut. Um, and they're producing, we produce about a, if I'd have to guess about a, a fourth or quarter or a fifth of their total milk um, is from our farm. So our milk is bottled and shipped out to, you know, Connecticut families all across Connecticut. Um, but our home delivery business and direct to consumer has been growing. Um, we, we are really, that's a, I guess a, a silver lining during the pandemic, but it's really uh, exciting to have that part of our business and the growth of that um, has really helped us. Um, and we see a lot of potential in growing that into the future um, as we can expand into more towns, um, as we can find more drivers and, and uh, keep growing that business into all of Connecticut and maybe into Massachusetts some as well. So you are certainly not immune when it comes to the driver shortage and overall worker shortage. Oh, no. <laughs> and we've, so just on the farm side, we've been investing a, a lot of money into technology. Um, I, I think one big thing is a lot of people don't understand what actually happens and how many steps to produce one gallon of milk. Um, there is a lot of steps from cow health to nutrition to technology. And we have robotics at our farm. We have each cow has fit, a Fitbit on her. So we know how much, how many steps she walks. If we can tell if she's sick, probably two or three days before she actually shows any symptoms because you can tell on that Fitbit, um, we have just a lot of technology, um, and that's helping us with our labor, um, because, you know, labor has been a challenge for us on our drive on the milkman driver side. Um, we are, we have a good team right now. We're always looking for drivers, but yeah, it, it has been a challenge um, finding employees over the past few years. We're investing into technology and trying to reduce labor and get more efficient. And uh, I guess trying to do more with less. So each cow is literally being monitored by a Fitbit like I would wear on my wrist to track my physical activity. It's like a Fitbit. It's called, it's uh, the technology is SCR, um, but it actually, there's a worn around her neck for uh, all the time. And it tells how many steps she takes, how she's breathing. There's actually 13 different uh, things that it, um, it can tell you about the cow. And so we install them and then it, it learns the algorithm of that individual cow. So when something's off, like if she's in heat, it will show that she's in heat. If there's a, if she's sick, it will tell how she's sick. If she's hot, you can tell it if she's hot. So we can, it all goes to a database, all the algorithms are run, ran, and then we can, uh, it will flag, flag things if there's deviations. So we can go and check, um, her and, you know, as they get milk, we have a 72 cow parlor. So the cows are actually come. It takes about 10 minutes to get milked. And as they're getting milked, they're going around in, on a carousel. So it's a big cow carousel that they come on, they get milked as they're going around, and then they go back to their barn where there's food and water. And um, But in that process, there is some 
you know, preparation for milking. And then when they're done milking, there's, you know, some prevention when they go back to the barn and that's all done by robots and, um, just some really cool, fascinating things that are, uh, people would never understand or never realize how much, uh, goes into it. We have a, a cows have nutritionists that are writing recipes every week and trying to balance their diet. So they get the right amount of fiber, fat and protein where they can produce the right amount of milk. So it's just, there's a lot that goes into it. <laughs> now, how many cows that, do you have on your farm? We have around 3000 total cows on, on farm. And then we actually raise replacement. So we have about um, anywhere between five and 15 calves born every day. And that would be our future replacements. Um, so we would, we raise those, um, a cow or a calf is born. And then it t when she's about two years old, she's fully grown and becomes a cow. So we raise um, around 1800 total, we call them heifers, but it's our, our future our future cows. So from day old all the way to two years old, we, we have about 1800. So total, total cows is just under, or total animals were just under about 5,000. You're listening to Face Connecticut. We are talking to Seth Baylor, CEO of Oak Ridge Dairy Farm in Ellington, the largest dairy farm in Connecticut. Now you have many businesses going on and one that you recently launched is the methane production business courtesy of a new anaerobic digester. Tell us about that. Yeah. So a cow produces, um, about 10 gallons of milk per day, but also produces 15 gallons of manure. And, um, as a cow, you know, so kind of going back, a cow eats about a hundred pounds of food a day drinks about 50 gallons of water and they convert that into milk and manure. Well, the milk and keeping her healthy and, you know, keeping her body condition right. It takes about 75% of the energy out of the food she eats to produce that. The other 25% of the energy comes out in manure. So really what we're doing is taking that manure and replicating the cow's stomach and holding it there um, holding that manure for 21 days and we're capturing the remainder remaining energy off of that manure, converting it. It's coming off as methane. Um, and that methane is then run through a process where we scrub, scrub that methane enough where it's coming out at the other end of it as, um, renewable natural gas, that natural gas will then be put into a directly loaded into a 53 foot gas tanker we will produce a full tanker of gas natural gas every other day and um that gas is then injected right into the pipeline um that manure all the gas that's captured off that manure um is you know taking the energy off but there's still a lot of nutrients left in that manure where we bring it to our fields and we grow our future crops. So dairy farmers are really the definition of sustainability. We grow crops, we feed it to our cows, she produces milk and also manure. We take that manure and we put that manure back on our future or our land to grow our future crop. And that milk is out, you know, to feed the feed the world. So 
this step of the methane digester is just another step into recycling and reusing what we have for energy to uh, create a product that can be burned in houses and cars. And, um, and it's also helping us as a dairy farmer be part of the solution to reduce our carbon footprint and to uh, be a good steward for the future. Natural gas prices are way up. Is, is this a big profit center for you? Um, so, you know, this is, this is, there's several partners in this, this um, methane digester. Um, it's a huge capital investment, roughly $13 million. So we have teamed up with a, an utility partner, which is South Jersey Industries. And then also we have a developer, which is Rev LNG. So between the three of us, um, we will be, you know, we all get a piece of the pie, but yes, it will, with energy pricing, um, it, it makes it more, it makes it more lucrative, but also the, um, the carbon credits, you know, with, where there's a lot of, uh, push for green and, uh, trying to make things um, better for our environment. So the, the, the carbon credits for this project is uh, probably where the most money can come from because we're taking an organic product and turning it into a renewable natural gas. So there is a lot of credits for this to make it work. That's certainly a plus, but I suspect on the other side of the ledger, inflation is eating into your profits and other components of operating the farm and you're taking a hit over the past two years our costs have really went up feed cost is one of the biggest drivers of a dairy um, to feed all the cows and that's about 50 percent of our total milk check right out the gate so just you know from feed we produce as much as we can but we still have to buy in some from out of state or from other farms. So that's a huge driver in the feed costs and corn prices have really skyrocketed over the past year and fuel prices really skyrocketed um, and labor. We're really feeling the pressure because we like to be ahead of the curve on labor and we have a really good team and we like to pay a, a good wage for our, for our employees to support their families. And, you know, so, between labor and fuel and feed costs, which are our three biggest drivers of our total costs, it's really, really been hard to you know, pay our bills. And um, even though all those other prices have gone up, the milk, pri milk price has not followed. So we're, uh, we're feeling the, the crunch of trying to always manage our cash flow and uh, trying to pay the employees and pay the feed and um, but yeah, inflation has really hurt us over the past year, especially over the past few months. It's supplies are hard to get, um, you know, and looking into 2022, there looks like there's going to be a nitrogen shortage. So just currently fertilizer for our farm um, looks like it's three times if we're going into 2022, it looks like it's three times what it was in in uh 2019 so three years later it's three times as much and we're we're growing about three thousand acres of crops for our cows so one of the inputs is three times as much that's just one of the inputs for our corn so 
um, yeah, it's, it's a, uh, it's a real challenge. Now with the holidays approaching, if, if people want to find Connecticut grown and Connecticut produced dairy products, what advice do you have for them? We have our modern milkman where we have our customers order online and del- deliver straight to the doorstep. Um, so that's one thing. And we have actually teamed up with a lot of dairy producers, Connecticut, Massachusetts, um, Vermont, where we deliver local products um, right to the doorstep. And so there's we have cheese, butter, yogurt, eggs, um, a lot of bakery products. And we work only with local businesses and local farms. So it's a true farm to table um, or farm to doorstep experience. And they can go on modernmilkman.com and sign up for a uh, weekly delivery. It really is a throwback thinking back, you know, to one's childhood where you had the, the milk box outside and they would deliver milk. Uh, did you ever think you'd be back there? Um, so I'm, I'm only 32 years old, so I don't remember it back in the, the, uh, in the fifties and sixties, but, uh, we do have a lot of customers that, uh, you know, have signed up with our service because they remember it as a child. And, you know, as we, kind of looked into uh, when we started, we really looked into the future of how are people buying and it's, you know, there's a lot of local being purchased. People like things delivered, everything ordered online. So that's really how we came up with the, the plot or the, the concept of the modern milkman is we, uh, we see uh, people, this being a really uh, popular thing in the future is, ordering online delivery and uh, all local. In our final couple minutes, talk to me about the importance of farming to the state of Connecticut. Yeah. um, So I believe all farmers are good. I can focus on the dairy industry. Um, The most dairy is, is a good majority of um, the ag industry in Connecticut and uh, with with Connecticut having so many people, and there is not a lot of farms, so there's a few things that farms provide. First, open space. Um, we farm over three thousand acres of land, and with all our dairy sites and wooded land, we have a, we are a huge contributor of open space. Um, so not only do our cows get to take advantage of the uh the good food that we produce on our land also the wild wildlife gets to and and our neighbors we uh are really well supported in ellington um and the surrounding towns of because we provide that open space where people can feel that farm feel and it's they uh they really enjoy it so that's one um farmers are producing safe and healthy food for our community and uh that's super important, especially when we look at our supply chain, when COVID hit, there was, it was hard to get food. So making sure farms survive in their, in your local areas is extremely important. Um, Food security is important. And then uh, dairy farmers are producing super nutritious products. Um, And if, as we look in, looking at how many people are food insecure. Um, dairy is actually probably one of the best, um, nutrient or products for 
providing nine essential nutrients. So, um, you know, that's, that's a super important thing for farms in Connecticut, especially dairy. There's a lot of benefits, you know, drivers of we're, we're businesses and we, we bring in a lot of, uh, we employ 75 employees. We have, uh, purchase a lot of different biz or we purchase a lot of different supplies from locally. So we, we, uh, we're, a, a contributor of the local economy as well as, um, open space and employment. He is Seth Baylor, CEO of Oak Ridge Dairy Farm in Ellington. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. And thanks for listening to Face Connecticut. I'm Aaron Kupek. Enjoy the balance of your weekend and have a great Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you again next week. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.